Welcome to my channel, Stories of Success. My name is Natalia Nicholson and I'm the founder of a community called Women in Digital Business, where we work with women from all over the world to really help them get online customers to give that flexibility of life. Now, for me, on my journey, I really find that hearing stories and surrounding myself by inspiration and motivation has been one of the things that have kept my desire burning and also it's just really nice to know that there are people out there that have done it and are doing what you want to do it gives you that comfort that you can keep going on so for me it's really important to create a space that we're always recognizing those that have done well path the way our role models to us give us lessons so every week we're going to come to you with a story of success we're going to celebrate being a woman, celebrate being an underrepresented woman and what that looks like in the world of success and achieving what you want to achieve because it helps us keep going on our journey. So today I have with me my fabulous sister <laughs> um, who within her own right is incredibly successful and in terms of our community of women being in digital business and underrepresented women, women Coming from a HR background, HR director actually, should I say, for the FMCG, there's a lot that she has to contribute in really understanding what it is to go on a journey, to get to where she is, having to manage people, having to be a woman of colour, you know, having a child. There's so many things that we go through in terms of adversity in life and we don't give ourselves enough props. We don't give ourselves enough um, kudos to say, you know what, I've done that and I've done it well. So it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you. Um, and it would be great for you to maybe just tell my audience a little bit more about what you do. Sure. Um, so as you referenced, um, my profession is, is HR. I've always been in HR. I've been in this field now for 20 years plus. Um, I've worked across different industries because I wanted to, with, with HR, it's a very generic cycle in terms of the whole employee life cycle, you know, from recruitment to employee management to um, performance development and talent. So I wanted to experience different industries so that I could understand where I best fit in terms of culture and, and um, align myself to a company that resonated with my values and passions. So I started off in, um, in energy and banking, so more traditional industries in my earlier career. Um, I then moved into more commercially driven organisations, um, food and beverage in particular, and then I moved to retail, and then most recently I've been in FMCG now for about four years, four or five years. Um, I have worked my way up, so I started as a HR assistant. Um, I studied um, in my early years, so in terms of my, my degree and HR qualifications, I kind of, at my entry point into HR, I, um, I studied as well as learning on, on the job. Um, I'd say that I became a senior manager in HR probably about eight or nine years ago, and then the last uh, three years, I've been at a full HR director level. So that's, that's a bit about me. Lovely, lovely to hear. And it's so fitting because today, one of the things I want to talk about is STEM, is tech. And I don't think we realise how much technology is involved in all parts of a business. Whether you're running your own business, whether you're working at someone at top level like yourself, technology gives us the ability to be flexible. And as women, we need to be flexible. You know, for many of us that have started digital businesses, 
flexibility is actually the key thing that has driven us to get into the online world because now you can do the school run, you can be their Uber driver, you know, and many of us are wives, we're mums, we're nieces, we're daughters, we're aunts, we play so many roles, many of us are community leaders, so when you're having to lead and have to wear so many hats, flexibility is key, but we still yearn and have that desire to be successful and have the things in life that we want, so technology is what gives you that, so today I really, really, really want to look at you know, the STEM industries and what that means. So every week when we come to you, we have the wonderful Annabelle. So Annabelle um, is our copywriter and she puts together all our scripts, does all the research. So you're gonna have to bear with me today because Annabelle is the one that actually gives us structure for today and has educated us on what we are about to learn. So um, let's look at what Annabelle's looked into. So today I'm gonna find out more about the nonprofit social enterprise Semitics, like many of you who know me, by the way, you know I'm dyslexic. So if I pronounce things wrong, don't kill me or send me private emails to say it should be pronounced X or spelled X. You're going to have to bear with me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going back to what I said today, I really just want to look at, you know, social enterprises of the semantics. So the social enterprise is spread across the UK, Ireland and beyond. So this non-profit social enterprise that we're going to talk about today was set up by Dr. Anne-Marie Amafiden. Her goal is to inspire and enable young non-binary females between the age of 5 and 25 with programmes, events and content that embraces their career in science, technology, engineering and maths. These are the STEM subjects. So careers in STEM use many of the same principles that can help entrepreneurs really succeed. All areas of STEM are driven by solving real-world problems with research, scientific reasoning, creativity, technical skills, and data to solve real-world problems. You know, science is very research-based. Sometimes we think of science and we think of biology, we think of physics, but we don't understand that actually science is the foundation of research. This digital age, especially in what I do, I could not have excelled my business without the ability of analytics, data, and research to guide me of where to go in the next direction. So without the sciences, without research, you know, how do you actually really get ahead? That's when you end up being that entrepreneur that is running. It feels like someone's got their head on your forehead. And no matter how fast you run, you're not getting ahead. Because we make a lot of assumptions in life, but actually the science fields is what gives us research to actually be able to move forward. Technology, systems and software, um, you know, it's lowered the entry barriers for many of us. When I think about my business, could I have started the type of business I have without technology, the resource that I would need, especially living here in the UK, it would have priced me out of even starting my own business. So sometimes we don't understand how much technology can help smaller businesses. Um, it has a major impact on your industry because it can cut job losses, <laughs> unfortunately. But for small businesses and entrepreneurs, actually, it's lowered entry barriers. And it also automates processes. Um, engineering, solutions to technical problems. You know, when we look at technology and we look at the sciences, engineering is what really is what calculates the technical, the technicalities. Technicality exists in every industry, from HR to creative industries. So sometimes when we look at STEM projects, we do think to ourselves, ooh, that's maths, 
oh, that's Einstein, oh, I'm not clever enough for that. And we don't realise that all of this stuff is in day-to-day -day business, whether you're at a commercial level, whether you're at a smaller level. It's not just about um, technology having a negative impact in terms of businesses relying more on, um, on, on digital and, and technology to reduce manpower. So in terms of leveraging, um, you know, I don't know, processes and technical capabilities to replace humans. I think it's more about um, there being a development opportunity for individuals to upskill mm. themselves. So from a talent perspective, it's about encouraging um, individuals to embrace digital capabilities, to learn yeah. more, to increase their um, their knowledge and, and development in particular areas. That is actually so true because upskilling is key. This pandemic has forced a lot of people mm. to have to upskill digitally. Sure. And now we're all relying on digital software and capabilities. And you're right, actually, without the upskilling, where do we go when we move forward? Because there would just be no business. So, so fair play. Yeah. An example of that for me is um, I, I have um, a friend who specialises in social care and she's now working with um, councils on providing a, a, a personal um, presence without being physically there. So they're using technology called Blink. So imagine that you are a social care worker that you are now sent like literally looks like space age goggles that you put on and it puts you in a virtual training room. So you are a trainer in a virtual room with other people that have their goggles on based in wherever they are in the, in the country, even outside of the country if you've got the right Wi-Fi access and they are all in the room together and you put them on and it's so real that even if you look behind you with these goggles on, you are looking behind you in that virtual room. So you're not sitting on the chair that you are physically sitting on, you're sitting on an orange chair in the virtual room that you can see around you. That That's how far technology has come. I love that example, because um, augmented reality is something that is becoming more and more oh, popular yeah. um, today. And that's a beautiful example of how that's used to help people socially mm -hmm. and actually help them in their day-to-day -day living. But the next one that I want to look at is maths. And maths is one that frightens many people. Um, when we look at mathematics, we tend to think to ourselves, it scares us. We think to ourselves, oh, well, I'm not good at math. So especially with the STEM topics, I tend to find that people will stray more towards, oh, I'm good at English or maths. Yeah, and sorry to cut you from a no, skill while you um, get that back up and running. From a skill set perspective, yes, you are right. Maths can be a bit daunting. Um, mm -hmm. I work in HR and I shouldn't really say this, but when it comes to maths, I struggle. Um, I'm very old school, so I kind of went from the days of using a calculator to actually then during COVID times and, you know, a lot of spare time on your hands not being able to go out during lockdown, I decided to teach myself how to use Excel a little bit more savvy. So I started to use formulas to then kind of like build my, my, um, my, my skill set in, in that area. And a lot of businesses, they make data, you know, you have to make data-driven decisions. Data relates to numbers, numbers yeah. relates to mathematics. So it can be scary, but again, from a technology perspective, there are so many things out there that can help you increase your capabilities in those areas. Yeah, even today, um, you saw me smile before we started this show when I was like, yes, I've got a Facebook ads campaign running. I found a location that is half the price of the UK 
with 70% better response of my UK audience. That's actually huge for my business. Um, that is a big difference. And in between profit margins, that's max. And I'm a firm believer of numbers tell a story. And they do tell a story. Don't ignore the data. Um, data, the data and the research, the science and the maths in this digital world is absolutely key in terms of you building yourself up and being able to scale your business or scale what you do within an organisation to actually break through ceiling heights because without that, you are walking in the dark and you're making assumptions. And we live in a day and age now where you don't have to rely on assumptions and have to keep relying on pumping money in to find things out. You can use research, you can use the data, you can use maths, you can use numbers, it's really key. So, many of you might be wondering, why have I chosen to start my Stories of Success channel with Dr. Anne-Marie Amafidum? So, in my opinion, my goal in a lot of ways is consistent with the same principles by Anne-Marie's motivation which is to inspire women, especially women from underrepresented backgrounds that have not considered starting a business and yet could be successful entrepreneurs with the right guidance and access to information. In a lot of ways, I have a synergy with Anne-Marie and what she's achieving with her social enterprise. Anne-Marie has a mission to show that STEM careers are for every woman who is interested in working in, that, in this field, sorry. Yes, there are barriers, but if something is worth doing, you will always face barriers, as said by Dr. Marie. And it does fall in a line a lot with what I do. Me getting into e-commerce, my actual first e-commerce business was in 2003, where there was no cloud-based systems. Um, the, the entry barriers were not as low as what they are now. And I feel like you hit on a really good point about the upskilling. Many people are still frightened, many women are frightened of getting into this world because they feel like, oh, it's not for me. Oh, you know, I'm not very tech savvy. Oh, numbers don't. The same things that we just went through about STEM, we look at these as negatives on why this is the reason not to start business. Or it's a male-dominated Well, it's more for men. I don't understand that. Well, guess what? This digital world has come upon us, and especially since the pandemic, because the world has changed. If you can operate your smartphone, you can start an online business. There are so many things that we do in terms of tech that we're just not aware of, down to how we operate our TV, stream, listen to music. The list goes on and on and on. If you notice, all the interfaces are very similar. If you can use Word, Google Docs, you can use Canva and you can use Slack and you can use you know, Infusionsoft or ClickFunnels when you start really getting into automated marketing. Curiously enough, if you think about, again, traditional IT support, if I'm, if I'm thinking around most, if not all of the companies that I've worked for, mostly all of the IT support people have been male. Yeah. I can't think of a female working in an IT support function in any of the businesses and, I've worked in. And, do you know what the magic and the beauty of what I love doing is? Women are fantastic at it, and I tell you why. Women have got mu we've got much more emotional intelligence. We are natural nurturers. We were born that way. We were given these jits. So to have the ability to understand and implement tech, then have the ability of what the tech is actually going to be used for, and how that can you know fulfil the objectives of an organisation. That's what women are really good at doing, and that's why Silicon Valley. You are now seeing such a rise of women in tech. The numbers are just going up and up and up and up every year because of we are so good at what we do. It's being able to take the emotional intelligence, which comes natural to us, and apply that in the STEM subjects. 
Um, and for me, that's definitely what's elevated my business in really understanding technology and psychology. And that's what I call it, technique psychology. So, you know, this being pigeonholed into, I'm good with English literature, I'm good at being really theatrical, oh, I don't really do the maths and sciences. There is all a part of life. There isn't, it's not a matter of being on one side or the other. We use all these skills day to day. For many of us, we just haven't translated it into technology. And what it can give you is that flexibility, that flexibility of work lifestyle with all the different roles that we uh, juggle. So Sometics, which is what Dr. Marie calls it, runs programs, events and provides content to make it simpler for young women and non-binary people to find out what career options are available in STEM, showing how it can be done in more powerful than just saying, you know, I can do it. Sometics started in February 2013. And since then, more than 50,000 young people have learnt at free event workshops with Sometics experiences. Sometics central ethos is free, fun, food. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that Anne-Marie's a foodie. Um, and Anne-Marie's also launched the groundbreaking first business accelerator designed for teenage girls and young women, the Outbox Incubator and the Stemaletis app used by 3,000 girls. And what she says is always find your tribe. You don't have to do it alone. And again, for me, that's why women in digital business exists. Yeah, it, it's, it's really, really important. When we look at underrepresented women, for many of us, we don't see us, we don't see a reflection of ourselves in magazines. We don't see a reflection of ourselves on social media. Um, you see a reflection of this person that you're always striving to be, sucking your stomach in in the mirror while you're holding your camera up, you know, wanting to have the perfect skin, not wanting to age. Um, you're always striving for this art of perfection that society puts on you. And most of the world is made up of underrepresented groups, but then you don't see each other. And this is why this community is so important, because you do have to have a tribe. And what Dr. Anne-Marie's done is she has created a tribe and I really, really love that. So let's learn a little bit more about her. So um, Anne-Marie called a prodigy. This amazing woman was only 11 when she passed her A-levels in computing. She was only 20 when she passed her master's degree in mathematics and computer science from the renowned university. She has progressed with her academic career and is now visiting, and is now visiting professor at the University of Sunderland. With this academic background, you may not expect to be able to relate to Anne-Marie. After all, what she's doing with Stemetis isn't focused on making money. She has stated in a blog post that her income comes from various revenue streams. I'm also not afraid to experiment with ideas and give them a try. Um, this is a quote from her from Lean Startup. And it's funny that she says that I experiment ideas all the time and I experiment them using research, again, sciences. So for any of you that have got a really burning idea and you want to know whether it works or not, if you take from the sciences, what you will do is that you could easily run an ad campaign to find out if that idea is viable or not. So I couldn't agree with that uh, more. Don't be afraid to experiment ideas. You don't always have to have budget to be able to do these things. There's other things that you could do in terms of research and data that could really let you know whether your business idea is viable or not. So I find that blogs like Anne Marie's are one of the most useful resources for guidance. You know, most influential women in UK tech, I certainly agree with what she said in her winner's speech. 
The fear of the unknown can be banished by research and practice. And this is something that I have definitely learned from her. Um, I think as an entrepreneur, you naturally have this ability, this yearning in your gut where you know you're going for what you're going to, for what you want. And you know by any means necessary, you're going to get to where you want. You've got this natural desire as an entrepreneur that burns within you. And no matter how many times you get knocked down, you have this tendency that you cannot explain that you'll keep getting back up again and you'll keep going at it because you just can't leave it alone. The problem with us as entrepreneurs is that we are not using subjects from STEM enough to make calculated decisions. Research is absolutely key. These are the things that underpin your success in you getting ahead. So it's really, really important that you don't, you break that fear barrier of thinking, oh, that's not for me. Oh, I'm not a numbers person. Oh, I can never be a science or scientist. I'm not clever enough. There's all these negative thoughts that we have when it comes to STEM subjects that makes us stay away, away from them, where actually if you embrace them, they will be the underpinning of your very success in terms of getting ahead in your digital business. So Annabelle goes on to tell us, um, keeping women in technology involves making the promotion process viable and believable. And this one's for you, Andrew, actually. Coming from a HR background, how do organisations and companies how do we work towards seeing more women in these STEM roles within organisations? If you was a young girl, a part of, um, you know, Dr. Marie Smetty's programme, what could you do to get more into the tech world in terms of finding roles and jobs, would you say? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's, 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 um, it's got to be a grassroots approach in terms of growing the talent. So actually starting from attracting um, the right graduates from the Milk Round campaigns in terms of identifying um, recently um, qualified um, young, the younger generation. I think that's where it, it's key. You've got to invest in training programmes. You've got to invest in actually having the right graduate programmes that, that, programs that will then nurture that talent from those two areas. Um, it's about going out there to look for these individuals, to identify transferable skills, um, to look at the more... Um, the more softer side in terms of the skill set that you'll be looking for, as you referenced, Natalie, around the you know the, the diversity of bringing in, in different people. That's not the normal mould of what somebody in IT or technology or digital should should look like, should appear to be. I think there's a, there's some untapped um, pools of of talent that you can go out to research to really look and kind of like look for these individuals to create an attractive package to draw them in. Yeah, and I think the emotional intelligence is the one thing that we have up on the men. So I think it's about bringing that to the table as well. And I think sometimes we live in a world of, I call it the Instagram world. I'm in the digital world. I do social media marketing. But sometimes when you do want to get into an industry and you've got the desire to want to do something, sometimes it's good to learn, you know, how others are doing it that have been doing it for years and years. And, you know, a lot of times now in today's society, many people, many younger people don't necessarily want to work for free. But actually, it's the best thing you can do. Um, a few years ago, you know, I'm a foodie and I really wanted to get into food. I still do. Um, and, you know, we were going to start a business called Caribbean Wraps. I started looking for jobs at a company called Tortola, a Mexican company that sell um, wraps because I wanted to learn what their process was so I could take that and make it better. 
Um, so sometimes you do have to realise there's experts out there, there's companies that know what they're doing, but it's about putting yourself out there and really absorbing and understanding what they do and then bringing your magic to it. A little bit of black girl magic. <laughs> or whatever culture um, that you may be from. So, um, you know, like Anne-Marie, um, I find myself driven to do more. So I wasn't surprised to read some great suggestions for success when starting or running a business in Anne-Marie's blogs that apply to a wide range of industries. So here are the top, um, top 10 pieces of business advice I want to share that coming from Anne-Marie's blogs, and I really do agree with this. Um, affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is great. So you can use a lot of the principles from STEM if you want to start your own business, but maybe you haven't got a product, maybe you haven't got a service. So guess what? Affiliate marketing means that you can now market other people's products or services you'll earn money from it and you'll really get to learn the principles of digital marketing, which is really powerful because if you know and understand how to sell anything online, boy, you're in a really good position, especially as this digital world really takes over and you're really going to understand what psychology meets technology is and what it is to use all the STEM principles. So you don't have to have your own products or services. Affiliate marketing is a great way around that. Crowdfunding creatively. Um, Dr. Anne-Marie is incredibly successful and imagine that her business is not a commercial capital business. Mm -hmm. It's an enterprise that actually helps girls to get into the STEM, um, the STEM field and really be able to elevate themselves. So there's so many different ways with community projects that if you've got a real burning desire to help a group of people, you can actually help yourself and help others on a mass. Um, take Women in Digital Business, we crowdfund. Um, we offer a crowdfund all year round, offering diversity training to big organisations where they then donate to us and we're able to give that money back to those that join our mastermind for them to be able to scale their business. Because a lot of women that are ready to scale and they've got a business model that works will struggle simply because they haven't got the money to be able to put that into advertising. And when they do, because they don't know what they're doing, it can get wasted. So that's our way of, you know, using crowdfunding creatively where our audience is underrepresented women. So we run diversity training because as a woman of colour, I understand about diversity and I can bring that into the corporate world. They then fund us and the women in our community get funded to scale their business. It's just a win-win situation. Um, using Twitter for joint ventures. Um, there's so many different ways that you can venture or partner up with people. Um, and Twitter is a really great way for you to find out what the influencers in your industry are doing, are doing, what's working for them. And maybe you can do something similar or reach out to people to create joint ventures. Um, be mindful of what is being said and ready to empower those saying the right thing. Um, this is something that's so true, especially talking about diversity a lot. So on LinkedIn, I do a lot about diversity, writing blogs, doing videos. And I do feel like sometimes you're made to be really careful in terms of sitting on the fence of you can't say the wrong thing in this day and age. You can't describe people in the wrong way. You have to be politically correct because social media will take you down <laughs> for, for saying the wrong thing. But at the same time, the internet has given a voice to many people within your tribe that you represent and it is freedom of speech, so you should be able to use that. I agree, but LinkedIn keeps continues to be described as another social media channel and it's not it's business and i find it's becoming quite um quite a gray area around people using linkedin for things that you might want to like stick to your instagram you know 
family orientated things, what you, you're yeah. being up to on a personal level, that's kind of taking things away from the business aspect. However, I see the other side, which is, well, to, to demonstrate authenticity, to actually show your personal side, you know, that's what makes you who you are from a career perspective. So therefore it should be, but there is a, there is a balance. Yeah. And sometimes I think it kind of goes over into the gray area of maybe that leads up to Facebook, not, not to LinkedIn. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, you have you have to be very aware of what you're putting out. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I think it's okay to be controversial. So say what you mean and mean what you say, <laughs> is what I would say. So actively seeking opportunities to get involved in small organisations. If you're not sure on what you want to do, join the organisation that you believe in. Be a part of their journey. You know, help rise them up because there's what you're learning is going to help rise you up. Um, mentoring, tech advice, you know, mentoring is so key. And women of colour have got a serious lack of mentorship. Um, even for me coming up, and I know this is a problem full stop if you even look at reports online, it's really important to have a mentor that you can connect with. Um, because otherwise what you'll find is that you're immolating. And God made us all individual. We've all got gifts and you should embrace yourself and be proud of who you are and what you are. You don't need to take somebody else's identity on. Yeah, and um, I'm, a, I'm a true believer in... and. Reverse mentoring is usually used as a leadership program where leaders will partner up with a younger individual, you know, just to get a different perspective on 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 life, on business, on you know, kind of. And I think it works. I think yeah. reverse mentoring with the younger generation. Um, I have reverse mentoring in my household um, on a normal day. My son's twenty, and in terms of the discussions that we can have and the different perspectives that he can give me on things, that gives me various light bulb moments, I think reverse mentoring really does work. Yeah, I love that. I have embraced over the years being more of a learner. Mm -hmm. I think when you speak, and because I train a lot, sometimes you can get too comfortable calling yourself an expert. And it's really easy when you consider yourself to be an expert in something that you don't take on board other people's opinions and you're not learning all the time. So I've had to remind myself over the last couple of the years, always be a learner. Mm -hmm. So whether someone is seven, 10, 21, like your, your son, my nephew, you can learn from all different types mm -hmm. of people. You just have to be open to be a learner. Um, so mentoring, um, I can't stress enough how key that is. And Dr. Anne-Marie does talk about this a lot when you look her up. Find your tribe. There is no point belonging to a community that you cannot identify with because you are going to end up immolating them and that's when you feel like you've got imposter syndrome. I don't like tribe. I don't like reference to tribe because it makes <laughs> it sound... Um, not aggressive, it makes it sound, no, when we were talking about um, packs of people coming together and acting tribal, it feels a bit, a bit aggressive. I like community, so find your sense of belonging in a community. Definitely. They mean the same thing. Yeah, no, no, no. mean the same thing, but um, it's different words to different people. So, um, yeah, whether it's a tribe, whether it's a community, whether it's a gathering, just find your group of people that you know that you can connect with and they've got some understanding of you, where you're coming from. Because I think that was one of my struggles. I joined a lot of communities, a lot of programs for coaches and consultants that their audience wasn't my audience. Their cultural background was nothing like mine. So then now I find that I'm emulating them to try and get their success. And then I kind of forgot about my own goals. And I would say that's something that held me back for about a good, about three years, if not longer, in terms of me understanding what my journey was and how 
I'm going to get, you know, this flexible lifestyle of coaching, consulting, getting into the digital world, um, their way of doing things became mine. So it's important that you do find a community that you can really identify with that gets you, understands you, understands your story. We've all got a story. So it's important that you can get that connection with whoever you're going to learn from or a community that understands you and understands your audience. And has, and has similarities to you. Yeah. So another example of that is, um, so from a, a, a social perspective, kind of bouncing ideas off of outside of the workplace, I have a small um, small number of professional women like myself that live locally to me and we spend a lot of time together and for me, um, I, they're my community because we have similarities, we have the same challenges from you know, pressurised working environments and we can bounce ideas with each other and come together and kind of you know, chew, chew the fat over, over different topics. I like that one, chew the fat, I think I'm going to be using that one, um, love it. And lastly, just building capacity for extra personal revenue streams. So with all these examples, you don't have to always know what it is that you want to do. I feel like that's something that holds us back and it holds a lot of young people back as well. You don't have to know what you want to do. If you haven't got a product or service, you can do affiliate marketing. If you're not sure how to get into what you want to do, you want to learn more, work on yourself, get the mentorship mentorship that you need, join a community that will build you up and grow you. But it's experience. If you think yeah. about the, the, the learning model, the, um, the optimal learning model is... They say 70% on the job learning through projects, through experience, uh, 30%, here's my maths going wrong now, 20% um, should be theoretical and 10% should be in the classroom. Yeah, and I would agree formal, with that. Yeah, so for me, you just got to start. You don't stop thinking about the detail. I think the detail is what holds us back. Mm -hmm. Just start, because as you start, you're naturally going to be taking embracing STEM on board, whether you're frightened of it or not. And you're going to get closer to where you want to be if you just start. Little by little, you build your power. I'm a very firm believer of that. So Dr. Anne-Marie is launching the second season of her podcast, Women Tech Charge, this October. And I'm excited to hear from her. I will definitely be tuning in, so make sure you do as well. I also want to share a fun book for any woman interested in science recommended by Dr. Anne-Marie in an interview she did with the We Are Tech Women. Um, and that book is called Inferior by Angela Saini, S-A-I-N-I. So Anne-Marie, in my opinion, follows her own advice with multiple revenue streams and is even publishing a book later this year, which I will be buying for my children, called How to Be a Math. Um, my boys, um, as my sister knows, are absolutely math and number crazy. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer of nurturing one's strength um, rather than keep looking at the weaknesses. I don't really see the point of that. So I will definitely be buying that book for them. I'll be definitely tuning into her podcast. And I think this digital age does give us the ability to have multiple revenue streams. And you'll probably agree with me. I don't think it's just revenue streams. It also a side hustle. Yeah. Everyone needs a side hustle in their life. Yeah. And also, we've all got hobbies and interests. And sometimes they just go to the wayside, especially when, you know, you have got a high-powered job or you are time poor. And the digital age just gives you the room to be able to explore all these different things that can just have so much impact on other people's life generate wealth, 
to do the things that you've always wanted to do. So just think about how you can start your journey in the digital world. And you don't have to have a specific plan. Just start somewhere and take some of the lessons today of where to figure out where to start. So I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Make sure you click the link below. Um, it's really good to learn about the customer value journey and understanding the psychology that goes behind a lot of these issues in STEM. So I have a great webinar, a great five-day challenge where you can really explore and understand about the psychology in the digital world, which will give you more insight into maybe where you're going to start your journey or how you're going to scale your journey and make it even bigger to get to where you want to be. So just click the link in the bio, please subscribe to the channel, please share, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.